guy right there for a sec. Holy shit. <coughs> well, welcome to the Warner Brothers podcast. Let's hope we can get this out before Kyle goes. <laughs> before I pass I'm away. I'm Keaton, uh, joined by my uh, known lung guy brother, Kyle, joined by guest friend of the show, of course, Timmy. Uh, how are you guys yeah, doing today? Doing well, not coughing. <laughs> not coughing in a coffin <laughs> doing well when i'm not drowning from this water bottle apparently but uh aside from that i'm okay, great well i'm good i'm great i'm glad i'm glad you're great i'm glad um obviously mm-hmm. not that it matters to other people but we're gonna a little bit later start than we normally do which is perfectly fine because we still love the pod we didn't podcast on tuesday with it being halloween i had some things going on we were obviously monday but into tuesday so Took a little Halloween-ish break, but we're back with a jam-packed week. This is one of the most exciting weekends of football we've had this year. There's a lot of games that matter. To me, I feel like there's top-end games, and then there's lower-end games. Like, the top-end games are like, oh, wow, they're games. And then there's the lower-end games. But I'm excited for those top-end games. I think there's potentially five games of the week like that you could just see. you know. And we didn't even really have that last week, so... No, and see, that's the thing. There's so many good games, and then there's, like, just drops off. Like, it's not – it doesn't even go, like, oh, this is pretty solid. It just goes from, like, hey, no, we're done. Um, but, yeah, so we can get right into it, Kyle, unless you had something else you on your mind. No, I'm ready to go. Okay. Alrighty. So, we're going to start off, obviously – Halloween was the trade deadline in the NFL. So we're going to go in just quickly give each of us are going to give a winner of the trade deadline, which team we thought won or even player, if you wanted to go that route. And when we're going to give a loser, um, Kyle, did you want to start or Timmy? Did you want to start either way to me? doesn't matter. I'll start off. I've got three each, so I can go last if you want me to. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I'll be quick. I mean, I think, okay. I think you got to give the winners to, the NFC West, right? You got to give it equally to the Seahawks and the Niners, given the acquisitions to the defensive lines. Um, you kind of give the edge to the Niners just because of the talent they already have. Uh, but, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I mean, Chase Young's going to fit perfectly there. They're going to be able to, you know, not really have to blitz, which they don't want to do anyway because of their secondary. It's probably the weakest part of their defense. So the fact that you can add Chase Young yeah. with Nick Bosa, uh, I mean, that's a win. That's a win. And then the Seahawks sneaking in there before the deadline, getting Leonard Williams to add them, that to their defense. Uh, their defense probably being yeah. overall like weaker than their offense. So you bolster that. And, I mean, right now both of them are tied at the top of the NFC West with two matchups to go. So, you know, you got Purdy looking weak. You got to give it to both of them. I can't give a winner each way, really, but they would each be my winner. So, I mean, I guess, you know, the top two – in the NFC West right now would be my winner for sure. Yes. <clears throat> Perfectly fine. Um, I, I definitely agree. Those are, that's not the team I chose actually that I wrote down, but those are two teams that definitely got better and addressed some of the issues that they had going in. I think that will benefit them moving forward. Uh, Timmy. Um, totally agree. One quick little stat. Number one in the league this year in QB pressures is Nick Bosa. You know who number two is? Chase, is it Chase Young? Young. It is Chase Young. So now they got them both. So that's yeah, fun. that's that's crazy. <laughs> um, that, that's gonna be crazy. So I mean, hopefully they dress up their uh, their rushing a little bit more. 
um, and pass rushing a little bit more, make it a little bit more intricate to try to get them in better spots and not just one side here, one side there, try to move them around a little bit to get them <laughs> like Aaron Donald does, like TJ Watt does, things like that. But yep. we'll see. Uh, so my winners is kind of, it was kind of hard other than like, I think the 49ers are a clear winner here, but I actually think the opposite side of that trade, I think the commanders are winners. They can't pay any of these guys and they're not in like a Super Bowl bubble. So to get a second and a third round pick is good. I was a little confused that why Montez Sweat went for a second and Chase only went for a third. I feel mm-hmm. like if anything, they're on the same level. Um, yeah. So that's a little interesting. But if they were trying to move both of them and the deadline was approaching, they're not going to get better than a third. Go for it. They can't pay them. They weren't going to pay them. So I think that they come out as a winner too. And then I also have, I think the Giants are also a winner here. Second round pick for an aging Leonard Williams um, on a pretty big contract. They did have to work his contract quite a bit to get that trade to go through. Um, So I think getting that off their books helps them. And getting a second round pick is a big deal for next year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Especially Leonard, it's good for both because he's a winning player Mm -hmm. and he's now going to a team that's in a winning situation the Giants are far from a winning situation, so they don't need old, especially older winning players. So yeah. I think that's a good move on both sides. My winner, I actually have the Chicago Bears. Uh, I like that they got swept. I think that they, they need a pass rusher, and they got a second. But I mean, they gave them a, up a second, but they have two first, and they're not just any two first. They could be one and two, one and three, one and four in the draft because the Panthers are looking like they're going to be the worst team in the league. I know they just beat the Texans. We'll get to what we think of their outcome this week. but So they've got a new quarterback coming down the line for sure. Plus, now you don't have to even think about a defensive player. So like, hopefully they get one and two or one and three and they can get Marvin Harrison and Caleb Williams for their sake. but. I think the Bears are definitely a winner there because they've got picks. Plus, they have Justin Fields as a trade asset now, especially because if he plays maybe a couple more games and looks pretty decent, you don't you're not going to move off the number one pick. But I think you'd be able to move him for some draft capital to add along with what you have already. So, I think the Bears were winners. I would uh, also, Kyle, I would you have also a throw, loser. I would oh, sorry, also throw. Go Sorry, I just throw the Eagles in there too with Kevin Byard. They got him for the cheap. So, I yep. mean, the rich get richer. Mm-hmm. So, I would throw them in there as well. But for losers, I actually, the Bears were one of my losers because I did not really like the deal just because I don't feel like, mm-hmm. yes, they got talent, uh, but they gave up a second rounder, which I feel like, yeah, you're correct. They have two first round picks, but if they keep that second rounder. You could very well get, you know, and maybe not an elite pass rusher, but someone who bolsters your defensive line for way cheaper. You don't have to give up that pick. You don't have to pay Sweat whatever you're going to pay him because he's an upcoming free agent. Am I correct? Yes. He. So, I mean, if especially if it's a rental, I mean, there's no, there's no guarantee they sign him long term. So if this ends up being a rental and you give up a second round pick, that's absolutely terrible. So they'd be one of my losers, actually. If- um if it's a rental, they're a loser, but I don't assume it, it can't be a rental. They, they're they not in a winning situation, so giving up a second guy for a guy who's going to play eight weeks for you or nine weeks for you I think would be ridiculous. I don't – this I agree. can't be a rental. I they agree. They have to be signing him to a long-term deal. I agree, but you would think that, but that's that's kind of why I'm like, why even trade that pick anyway? You know what I mean? Like, 
you can get plenty of defensive line talent anywhere in the draft. Why why waste a second rounder when you're in a complete rebuild? But if, if he is a part of the future, then it's absolutely possibly a good move. I mean, you never know with in the NFL. There's plenty of good moves that end up looking terrible in the end. But, you know, if he does produce for him and sign long term and, you know, is a, a quality pass rusher that he should be, then absolutely it's the right move. But I don't know. They're a very confusing franchise. You mentioned that they might be moving on from fields. I'm not even positive about that. I think that would be the right move. But I mean, I just I have no idea where the Bears are going as a franchise, what direction they're going. I mean, that's why I always kind of downplay tanking in the NFL, because you just really it always seems like even if you're at the bottom, you're always trying to win. I think it's extremely hard to tank in the NFL Mm -hmm. compared to the NBA. So in general, I don't know what the Bears are doing. So that's kind of why I have them as a loser. Uh, Besides that, though, with the Niners making their move, with the Eagles making moves, and with the Seahawks making moves, I kind of have by default the Cowboys as a loser. They didn't bolster their Mm -hmm. franchise at all. They didn't bolster their talent, which tells you they think they're okay. I mean, I would have liked to have seen them maybe, you know, pick up a power back. We've talked about that given their red zone issues. Um, so by default to me, just their lack of movement compared to their uh, their adversaries, they're a loser to me. Yep. All right, uh, Timmy, you? Um, I've got a few. Um but the one I'll pick is the Ravens for the exact same reason as he picked the Cowboys. They didn't make any moves. Um, I would have liked to see them get a running back if they could. Um, MJ Flowers looks good, but they still don't have like that standout wide receiver. Um, uh, there weren't really many wide receivers to be traded, but they didn't get any depth anywhere. Um, so I do have them as a loser, and I think it's going to be really difficult to compete in uh, the AFC with these top-heavy teams um, if you don't especially because I just, I just can't see Gus Edwards bringing them to the promised land at running back position. So. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's been running well, but, I mean, again, when you have the opportunity to at least try to get Derrick Henry, maybe try to inquire about Saquon, get somebody out. To even, and honestly, even if you got like someone, even like Zeke per se, to add to a backfield because like Gus can run and you don't have to like push him out, but also you don't need to have him be your feature back. It's a little, so I definitely don't disagree with that. My loser actually is the Dolphins, kind of for the same reasons that you guys have, and it's the, uh, you guys didn't do any, like, they have two thirds coming up this year. One's from the Devontae Parker trade that they got from the Patriots, and then their third. Chase Young went for a third. Chase Young is somebody who absolutely could have helped your roster, especially if you come in, you're like, okay, we got Jalen Ramsey coming now to this defense. Clearly, we saw how the impact he already made in week one. Or sorry, his, his week one, week eight. But And then you've got Chase Young to pass rush there. I think that just makes that defense – it makes that defense go a little bit more. As you said, second in pressures this year, he's getting to the quarterback – when you make people rush throws, that's where someone like Jalen Ramsey gets busy now, and that's multiple picks, that's multiple turnovers, and then you can get the offense, which has been the most explosive unit in all of football this year, the ball more. Like I, that, I think that the Dolphins should have done because I don't think, standing as they are, could they get to the Super Bowl for sure, 
But would they be my favorite to No, I think a move getting Chase Young could have made them more of a favorite. But that's my take. Anything else from either one of you guys? Just checking in. Um, I also have the Chiefs on the losers uh, just because didn't get a wide receiver. Uh, McCole Hardman, Mm -hmm. I get it. He's like a veteran. He knows the system really well, but I don't know if he's anything that really pushes them over the top. They need something. Um, And then I also have the Raiders. I get it. They made a lot of moves at the deadline, but they definitely weren't trade-related moves at the deadline. They were just cleaning house. Um, Devontae Adams could have been a person to really push them over the top. And it's really sad that they fired their GM pretty much after the deadline. It wasn't after. It was before. But it's not like they were going to hire a new GM and he was going to immediately, in three hours, be able to go out and start getting pieces and picks and whatnot. But He makes um, them a Super Bowl team. I agree with their decision to – yeah, in like two and a half hours, he's just like boom, 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 boom. That would be funny. Um, that, would be <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, but I would have liked to see even like Josh Jacobs could have used a change of scenery. Like they just don't look like the guys that we saw last year who were like elite in every category, rushing, receiving, touchdowns, everything. They are none of that this year. And it's really sad to see that they yes. have to stick it around with Aiden O'Connell and Brian Hoyer as their quarterbacks and a new offensive coordinator and a new head coach and all that. There's nothing about this team that brings excitement. I would have like, like in the, in the off season, identify one or two key pieces you want to keep and then a fire sale on everybody else. And Devonte should not be one of those pieces you keep. He's too old. Like, I mean, not that he's like too old to play, but like he's in his prime now. In three years, when you guys might be good, he will no longer be probably in his prime. I mean, obviously, I don't want to say never because like he could be take care of his body. We've seen people do it more, but like his trade value is going to be at its highest now because someone like a, a Chiefs would give him a first for See, sure. Like, get a first for that. Yeah, I'm going to give him. I will give him first. I think this Raiders team. I mean, if we're kind of talking about like the moves they made, I think had they had a good coach going into the season, I think they could have. Been kind of frisky, I guess. You know what I mean? Been, been a challenger in that division. Not necessarily to the Chiefs, but, I mean, you look how the, the Chargers and the Broncos are playing. I think the Raiders could have been right there. They could have been, like, a four-win team right now. I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, or, like, a five-win team. I think they have enough talent to do that. And I just think, you know, McDaniels just isn't a good coach at all. You know what I mean? And I thought it was very reactionary of them to, uh, you know, fire them after the Monday Night Football game. I mean, they really should have done it, you know, week two or three, if you're going to do that, or in the offseason, you know, get Josh McDaniels a one and done. I thought it was pretty, I don't know, very reactionary to do it midseason like this. Um, so I'm really interested in what their offseason looks like because, yeah, Jimmy G's not. He's been a, you're good. No, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, McDaniels has been pedestrian, but. You know, Jimmy G's nothing great, but I think him, Devontae, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, like you got pieces there, right? I mean, it's not like there's less talented football teams in the league. So I just think they could have been a little better. That's all. Oh, no, absolutely. They could have been better. I'm just like the way things go, like now you have to do these things, in my opinion. Like I don't think Devontae, Devontae is not going to be there for a rebuild. 
And like the when he went there with Derek Carr, they were a team that had just made the playoffs and lost to the Bengals on a last second, like it was a last second pick, pretty much like thirty seconds left. So like they were a team that was already a playoff team or on that fringe playoff roster. You get Devonte Adams, you're like, okay, maybe we can produce here. We get another piece here. Like they were around that. Now they're like, you're right. They would be just a semi frisky team, possibly, but no one in their right mind would be like, "Yeah, they could make a run." All depends on the coach. So I mean, all depends on the coach. This, I would say that just because we see, and that's how important coaching. We just see teams year in and year out where we're like, oh, that team's not doing shit," and then lo and behold, they're in the playoffs or pushing for the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, it could be a rebuild. It very well could be, and they could be a fire sale after after the season. But, I mean, I could see a world where they bring back the same roster. And if you get the right coach in there and you're adding pieces, because, I mean, it's every year where, much like the trade deadline, where free agency, we're like, oh, okay, such and such would be a perfect fit here. And then they end up signing to a team like the Bears or the Raiders that seems on the lower end. And then, you know, lo and behold, you've got an impact player there. Uh, it happens every offseason. So I'm, that's one of the teams I'm very interested in the offseason just because of the level of talent, because I think it could go either way. I think they could do what you guys are saying and have a fire sale. And, you know, someone gets Josh Jacobs, someone gets Devontae Adams, maybe Jimmy's on another team. Maybe they just outright cut him. Or uh, I could see they bring everyone back. You get the right coach in there and you, you just never know what happens. NFL is just weird as hell. It really is when it comes to this stuff. Whereas basketball, it seems more predictable. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Timmy, did you have anything else here? Nope. Those are all my teams. All right, so we're going to segue into something a little different. Um, Basically, it's a TV timeout, essentially. I'm going to explain it this time, but otherwise, it's just going to drop it at random times throughout ever. But basically, with this TV timeout, it's going to be a break between segments, and it's going to be just about two minutes to 30 seconds of one of us just going off and talking about something. A little break in between segments. Anyways, but we'll be back. After this. So this year in the NBA, I feel like a couple things have been very much glaring. And obviously we've seen already Devin Booker's missed time. Kyrie's missed time. uh, Bradley Beal hasn't played. We've seen some of the younger stars in the league already have missed time. And then I feel like we have to sometimes give more appreciation to some of the older stars. Kevin Durant has been one that's been playing every night, been playing well. But the two specifically I'm talking about now is Steph and LeBron. They're the two pillars of last generation into this generation, because you could argue this generation right now is uh, Jokic and Giannis. But they're the pillars from last into this generation now, and they're still balling at an elite level two still top 10 players easy and i would say not even 10 i'd say at least top eight you got lebron putting up about 25 9 and 6 playing 36 minutes a game you have steph putting up 31 5 and 4 shooting 54 percent, 45 from three and they're defying father time like lebron is clearly but we don't even talk about as much as much steph is too age 35 seasons you don't see 31 points a game like Kobe had a great a Kobe after because that was after his Achilles. It's twenty two a game. You see, Kareem had a pretty good one. Obviously, LeBron. We're not take talking about him. He's in this already. But it's just showing the longevity, and we're seeing greatness in front of us. And sometimes I don't feel like we appreciate the fact of how special this is, and when it's gone, 
what it's actually going to mean to the NBA. Boom. Alrighty, we are back. That was that. So, so I of course, as we started the year, I have my top thirty-two quarterback list. I've revised that. Timmy had a comment he wanted to say before that that's going to lead into this, but I'm going to read back off the list of 32. Last time I did this, Kyle actually cut out, and then we had to recall him back in. So That's right. But, yes, Timmy, what do you have to say first? Yes. So far in the league this year, we've seen a ton of injuries at the quarterback position. It could have been a mm-hmm. torn Achilles. It could have been a dislocated <clears throat> thumb, whatever it is. We've seen a lot of QBs go down. Week 9 yeah. – I'm going to read you off some of the matchups. Five games at QB. We have Daniel Jones versus Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> Sounds electric. We have Jaron Hill, Jaron Hall versus Taylor Heineke. Even better. Clayton Toon versus PJ Walker. Cool. Tyson Badgent versus Derek Carr. Time out, time out, time out. Can we go back to yeah. the Browns one? That's a what's Clayton that Toon. That's Browns versus who? Clayton. That's uh, that's Browns versus Cardinals. Cardinals, Cardinals right, quarterback got, now is Clayton. That's Toon. right because they got rid of Dobbs. I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck? They got rid of Dobbs. That's right. I was I was confused on some of these two. This last one confused me. Brett Ripien versus Jordan Love. I did not know who Brett Ripien played for. But once you look at it, it makes sense. So Stafford is just out. Terrible play. Yeah. Yeah, he's la- last I remember of Brett, he was a bear. <laughs> it's the last time I remember Brett, and I don't know if that's a while ago or not a while ago. But the I, last, the I, rem- last I remember of him, he was a bear. Last remember, I, oh no, I, probably Bronco. My bad. <laughs> he was a Bronco. I think he was a Jet too. Maybe that's the last I remember him. Maybe is if he played for the Jets. Yeah. But yeah, Broncos. Now that sounds familiar. Broncos, yeah. He actually was never a bear or a jet. He was only a Bronco. So, <laughs> I do remember him as a Bronco. It was some team starting up. with a B that had a little orange in there. <laughs> some team with a B had a little bit of orange in their logo. That was I remember him from that. But yeah, I just remember him. Also, like I remember his name from playing Madden. And like, oh, those are the sixty overall free agent quarterbacks yep. you can pick up. Exactly. There you go. We literally have a bunch of sixty overall quarterbacks starting for NFL teams this week. Many of them play each other. These are all bottom tier games. That's why Keenan had brought up. There's a lot of like game of the week potentials, but then there's a lot of really bad games. These are all of them. These five just don't look very fun from the quarterback position. Yeah. Plus, Clayton Toon gets to play against Miles Garrett in the Browns' defense. I'm pretty sure that dude's going to remember exactly what the sky looks like after this game. He's going to be on his back a lot, so it's going to be a good one. Yep. Um, And so, in that being said, some of those quarterbacks are on the top 32 quarterbacks in the league. Going forward to Kyle's point a few weeks back, a few months back, too, that the crop of NFL quarterbacks, the goodness of them, it went from like this to this. Like we still have like at the top level quarterback, they're comparable to any era, of course. The bottom tier quarterback hasn't looked too good. <laughs> hasn't been great. Um, so the original tiers that I had, I had like twelve tiers of it. This one had thirteen actually. I had a 
to basically go through. This is not fantasy draft. Like if I was, this is not a fantasy. Like oh, fantasy football wise, where I'd rank these people. You had to play one full game. So Aaron Rodgers does not classify for this list right now. Kyler Murray does not classify for this list because obviously Aaron Rodgers started a game, but he didn't finish a game. He had to play one full game to make this list. At least play 12.5% of the season. If you could do that for me, you could be in contention for this list. Without further ado, and guys, feel free to stop me at any point. I don't, I, I just stop me at any point. Row 13, number 32, we've got Gardner Minshew. Number 31, we got Joshua Dobbs. Row 12, number 30, we've got Deshaun Watson. Number 29, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo. Number 28, we've got Kenny Pickett. Number 27, we've got Daniel Jones. Row 11, 26, we have none other than one-hit wonder Will Levis. 25, we got Zach Wilson. 24, Jordan Love. I'm going to stop you. Stop you. McCorkle, Mac Jones. Feel free. Uh, I don't know how we can rank Will Levis after one game. That's A. But B, everybody you started off with, I'd probably, including Josh Dobbs, have ahead of Zach Wilson. Regardless of how somewhat competent he looked. I mean, Sunday's New York, New York game was one of the worst quarterback games I've ever seen as far as his movement on offense. It was punts galore. Uh, I would have, I mean, look, Deshaun's looked bad, but I would have all those guys ahead of, ahead of Josh, or sorry, ahead of Zach Wilson. Uh, that's fine. Uh, Deshaun, for me, he's getting penalized for not playing and just saying no. I'm adding in the fact, like, as you guys said, when we went back with Kyler Murray, you were like, well, his quarterback integrity should also mean, like, he's not there. He doesn't seem like he cares. That matters. You're right. It does matter. Deshaun doesn't look like he cares at all. He's getting guaranteed money. So that's going to hurt him. Yes, talent-wise, yeah, he's better than Zach Wilson. I don't know. But I think Jimmy G was just benched. For sure. Josh I just think Dobbs. I'm, in a vacuum, these guys have played better than Zach Wilson. I mean, Wilson's looked better for sure over the course of the last three weeks, but I don't know. I don't know. Zach's Zach's liable to run back. They're not. It's thirty yards on a on a given on a given drop back. Uh, but I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. You're. You're not see, and you're not even like I'm not even like really arguing with you because they, I just think they're just not good. Like they're just all not really that great. None of them. Uh, I did the last. I'm giving Zach credit though. He was he was in a terrible game and he did drive them down to get them in field goal range and did make big plays to end the game. I'm giving you got it. We he give credit to all quarterbacks that do that. Doesn't say we give credit to every quarterback. If Mahomes would have done that, we would have been like, he was playing such a bad game. But when the rubber needed to meet the road, he so I've got to give Zach Wilson credit for that because those are two big time throws. And then he had a big time throw to Garrett Wilson on the sideline overtime. Like there were big time throws that were made in that game by Zach Wilson. Does not excuse the fact that for 45, 50 minutes of like gameplay, he played bad. That game was also it was raining. 
It was wet. It, it was, wasn't. It was a mess. It wasn't great conditions. I mean, it was a mess. Quarterback uh, playing the, the whole game for negative nine yards. Yeah. Like it was. It was a mess. That entire game was a mess. But mm-hmm. I'm giving credit to Zach Wilson for making plays when it counted because that's what we ask of quarterbacks. And I don't think last year he does that. I think last year those are picks. Yep. So I'm. I mean, it's maturity. Know, prop, but again, I'm not even mad at you. For props that. to him for out out gunslinging a team that threw for negative nine. So we have props to him for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Both offenses scored more than the chiefs did. Somehow. Some (laughs) fucking true. So yeah, that's a true fact. Um, so 24, we got Patrick. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 25 (laughs) was Zach Wilson. 24 was Jordan love. 23 was Mac Jones. Then we're going to row 10. 22 is Sam Howell. 21 is Derek Carr. Shout out to Sam Howell, who I had at 32. Went up all the way to 22. Been slinging the rock. QB1 this week. Yeah, he's been slinging the rock. So, good for him. On my bench Um, in another league. (laughs) In my lineup in our league. (laughs) (laughs) He's been been playing well. He had a really good game against Philly. Um, At a number nine tier. 20, we got Anthony Richardson. 19, we got Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson obviously has only played a few games this season, but within those games, he's had more promise. I understand there was a little bit up and down throwing, but the running promise that he had, he's shown a lot of promise. So I have him higher than these guys because, again, if I was to take a quarterback, I'm taking him before, say, Zach Wilson. Like, yeah, I'm just taking Anthony Richardson. And then 19, I got Bryce Young. Tier 8. We got 18, Baker Mayfield, 17, Justin Fields, 16, Geno Smith, 15, Russell Wilson. Tier have, 7. I would have Geno higher yeah. personally, but Let's that's just on. me. I would just have Geno higher. But I haven't heard of okay. the head yet either, so. Um, I was going to say 7. We've got 14, CJ Stroud, 13, Brock Purdy. 6. We got 12 at Matthew Stafford, 11 Kirk Cousins. Tier 5, we've got 10 Jared Goff, 9 Dak Prescott. Tier 4, we've got 8 Justin Herbert, 7 Tua, 6 Trevor Lawrence. Tier 3, we've got 5 Jalen Hurts, 4 Lamar Jackson, 3 Josh Allen. Tier 2, we've got Burrow alone by himself at number 2. Tier one, we've got Mahomes by himself at number one, the same as we had it to start the year. The top, the top eight didn't really change. A little bit of the order did, and actually, well, one of it changed because Aaron Rodgers was in that top eight, and then he now fell out because he didn't play a full game. And so, that top eight really was kind of the same. It just kind of moved around a little bit, but that is the top thirty-two. The ones, the ones that stick out to me, if we're going by this season, Purdy's, I mean, we've talked about this before, Purdy's extremely hard to evaluate, especially after his last three-game skid. Um, I personally, mm-hmm. like, we talked about Purdy possibly being top 10, and at one point you kind of had to have him right there, mm-hmm. but you can kind of do game-to-game with NFL mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I might, out of that, switch Geno Smith and Purdy, their spots, maybe. Um but the one that sticks out to me, and it stuck out to me before the year, uh, Cousins has got to be in the top 10. Cousins was playing right up until that injury. Cousins was playing 
incredibly well. The best football of his career. Uh, if you, matter of fact, if you took how Kirk Cousins was playing this season and put him in a Cowboys uniform, I think that team takes a leap to some degree. He's been far more consistent than Dak, uh, and I thought he was playing at a nearly about as high of a level as you could at the quarterback position this year. Obviously not to the extremes of Mahomes, Brady, Rodgers, but outside of that, he was playing, honestly, about as high a level as you could. That's not on the Hall of Fame level. I agree with Kyle on that. I think I would rather have Kirk than Jared Goff or Dak. Goff is an interesting one because a lot of the times it's just game script. It doesn't go his way. They just rush really well. Uh, But I would definitely rather have Kirk than Dak. Another one that stood out to me is I think I would rather have Jalen Hurts than both Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. I might squeak him right into the top three right there. Hurts is a tough one. I'm going to attack that second one first. I personally, so Lamar is a quarterback that I think, if I'm going to honestly say, he might be the hardest, one of the hardest quarterbacks to evaluate in the entire league because on one hand, you look at him, and he's a he's a top ten football player in the league, like just like just football player, and so he and he's the guy who touches the ball the most, and he's one of the most electric people with it. And as you see, he's developing more and more as a passer. It's been coming along slowly, but it has been coming along. He's shown poise in the pocket more, so he's made better decisions. So. Like, with Lamar, it's hard because then other times when you look at him, it's like, okay, he didn't make this late game. He didn't make that. I personally have – I had Jalen ahead of Lamar before. I now have Lamar a little bit ahead of Jalen, and I just think – I just think there's a level of stardom, and I think there's also a level of stardom with Lamar that Jalen doesn't quite have. Like, I feel like if you were looking at Lamar across from you and Jalen across from you, you were a little bit more concerned about Lamar. Not that they're both not very scary. I'm not trying to make it sound like Jalen. I mean, Jalen's five. Lamar's four. They're did, like splitting hairs. Did you say that backwards? You'd be more worried about Lamar Jackson than Jalen. Yes, yeah, I'd be a little like I'd be looking. I may have said it backwards, okay. but I, if looking across, if I'm say, I'll just say Patrick Mahomes. He's one. If I'm Patrick Mahomes and I'm looking across, if I see Lamar Jackson over there, I'm a little bit more concerned than if oh, I see Jalen. Okay, Hurts I get there. it. I get you. In my personal opinion. That's how I feel. I'll say this. I don't know if you guys disagree, disagree, but I'll say this. I love that argument. Like I love the Hertz versus Jackson argument in general. For me, I kind of agree mm-hmm. with Keenan. I think I look at it like Hertz to me very much reminds me of Seahawks, Russell Wilson, like Super Bowl winning Seahawks, Russell Wilson, before Wilson really got to his peak, mm-hmm. where he's got a lot of weapons around him. He's got a good run game. He's got great coaching and he's kind of the beneficiary of that. Same with Tom Brady earlier in his career, whereas Hertz really only has to worry about making the right play um, and just, you know, keep the clock moving. Don't make mistakes, really. Uh, and Hertz, like Brady, early Brady, and like Russell Wilson, also has the big playability. He can throw it deep. He can hurt you. Uh, so he reminds me more of that. Like, I think if – I hate doing this argument, but I think it's kind of apropos here. If you put Hertz on the Ravens, and Lamar on the Eagles. I don't necessarily think the Eagles take a step back. They might even get a little better. Whereas I think Lamar's got more on his plate with the Ravens. I don't know if Hurts looks the same. Now, I don't think they would necessarily be not a playoff team, but I'm not sure they look how they look with Lamar. Because Lamar's just got a lot on his plate in Baltimore. 
I agree with like 95% of that. The only thing is I don't know. The one thing about Lamar in Philly is I don't know if he could, his body would be able to withstand the brotherly shove that they do. I think that's the thing that actually matters. I think with that offensive line, I think he would be just, I think it would, yeah, he's not Hurts. He's not as thick. He's not as a big a dude as Hurts, but I think, I think it would all be the same. I really do. Maybe maybe it goes from a ninety nine percent success rate to like a ninety six percent success rate. But with Lamar's speed, you'd still be able to chew up the clock and yeah. everything. Uh, the fourth and ones would still be just as effective because yeah. if not, you got Swift, you got Gainwell, and you could do a read option with Lamar. You'd still have. They'd find a way. They got great coaching over there. You'd have different facets. Yeah, I see. So you'd have you're different facets. I'm just that play is just so. It changes the entirety of the game because, like, third and six has to be played different now. Like, you can't tackle them a yard short. You have to tackle them at least two yards short. It just changes, like, how you play defense because that play is so potent that, like, even if it's at, like, your own 40, you're so confident in that play and it works so often that you can just go for it. So any fourth down and one, it's like, okay, that's probably a first down. But, yeah, Uh, Timmy, did you have anything else at all? Nope, those are the only ones that really stuck out to me. Um, yep. I think, and I think, what's that going on, Actually, no, I'll get to it later. We'll be talking when we do our game picks, so keep going. Um, I was just going to quickly address the Dak, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins thing. I think you guys are like right in the sense, like I think that Kirk Cousins might be better in Dallas, but then again, I also think that Dak lately with his running has actually added an ass a facet to that offense that Kirk hasn't been able that wouldn't be able to do because he doesn't run at the same level as Dak. I think that Dak fits what they do in Dallas a little bit more than Kirk would. So I don't know if putting Kirk on that team makes them better. I disagree with that. I don't like. I I feel like there's. No, I feel like it's close. I, I just don't, don't, don't think. I don't think Kirk needs to run on the Cowboys. It, I think that's he's exactly. Just it. I the think Kirk. Their, been, their line I think, hasn't been playing that great. I think Kirk's a better all-around quarterback to where he would. The receivers they have, he'd spray the ball around a little more. Like he just has a good. He has a better feel for the position than Dak, whereas Dak can throw you some dumb ones, which Kirk can too. Don't get me wrong, but. Again, he was playing as high as a level as I've ever seen him. And he's been playing well since he's been in Minnesota. And he even took it to another level. I mean, I came on here. I think I came on here like after week three or four, after that Chargers game. And I said, you know, they got the passing attack and they got, you know, I know Jefferson's out, but like they could still make a run here. And lo and behold, they were making that run. They were up big in that Packers game when he went down. Uh, and they would have, that would have took him to 500 or what are they, 500? They're one game above now. I think they're 500. So they're 500. It's not going to take much for that wild card. And they got Jefferson coming back in, what, two weeks? Uh, they were poised for a run. Like, I I was looking forward to what that was going to look like. And, yeah, Cousins is just a smarter quarterback than Dak at the end of the day. And I think he would have been able to spray the ball. Hypothetically, if he's on the Cowboys, he'd be able to spray the ball around and uh, get more receivers involved. That's kind of where it is for me. Whereas I think Dak just kind of can – you know, stick to the script a little bit, kind of like Herbert. Uh, but like you said, if he's running the ball more, that is good for Prescott in general. I just think Cousins is a better all-around QB. 
especially this year. The, Vi- the Vikings are the seven seed right now. They're in the playoffs if it ended today. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. I don't – I'm not terribly mad. I mean, they're pretty much the, – their neck. I mean, it's 9, 10, 11, like, between the three. It's not like they're – Same like, tier. Like, no, I was gonna say it's pretty much the same. It's not like they're far away. I would even um, have – So, I think, yeah, I think the difference with me is I'd even have Cousins up near, like, the six range this year. If we're just talking this year, he was playing better than – 97% of the league at the position. It's my belief. The on- Kirk Cousins, if you're going off of just this year. He had a couple down games, but he's been playing really probably, well. Probably, I'm games. looking at their stats right now. He probably was the top three. Trevor, I mean, not Trevor, two was one, I would say. He's 18 touchdowns, seven picks, 108.8 rating. Two would be, is actually Kirk with a 103.8 rating. He's 18 to five. And then, like, you'd have Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. I'd probably have Lamar maybe ahead of Kirk just because of the offensive load that he has. He has a little bit more, plus it's not just passing with him. It is rushing, too. So I think I'd probably, if I was to put quarterback play this year, it might be to a Lamar, Kirk, probably, I don't know, after that, maybe Josh, possibly. But yeah, no, you're not wrong in saying that Kirk is playing at the highest level he has in his career this year. He had, he was for sure. All right, for this TV timeout segment, we've got tomorrow starting the NBA playing. What is it? The NBA in season playing tournament? Is that the fuck we say it? I don't know. It's NBA in season tournament. I was skeptical, still kind of am skeptical because, as Keenan said, there is still people who are taking seats already who are having some load management. But there's a competitive competitiveness to the season already that I really like. We've seen in the Warriors and Kings games, like real defense, real pressure. Uh, we had a good Lakers and Clippers game last night that felt real competitive, real rivalry-based. Uh, it's just got an old school. I don't even want to say old school. It's just got a good competitive feel. I think the NBA did a great job of putting the in-season tournament in very early to keep this competitiveness going. And uh, I don't know. I kind of, I know it's a, I know it's a TV timeout, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. I do think that it's actually good. Um, The league has been more serious than it's almost ever been in like recent memory this early. The last time I felt this serious was 2016. I know I bring up that season a lot because it's a great season. Best NBA season I've been a part of. It's that was the 73 and nine warriors, the three, one comeback. You had the, thunder that were there you had obviously lebron there like everything about the league was great and then durant threw a bomb and ever since then the world the league's been in a little bit of a spin trying to catch back up but i agree right now i think the league's been more competitive this year in the west every team is playing like it's a playoff game right now because like the grizzlies are 0-4 right now they might not be able to dig themselves out of that hole because jaw's not coming back anytime soon like that, like the, that's how important playing well early into going on is right now. So I agree with you a hundred percent. This in-season tournament that I was skeptical of when it first dropped, I actually think could be really interesting. So granted, it's only been a week, but I agree with you that like the competitive competitiveness has just been raised. Uh, who knows if that can sustain? Um, we've seen the ugly ass jerseys that the NBA has produced. That's apparently going to be for these play-in tournaments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen this. They have corresponding courts too, which are like full team colors, and it looks yeah 
to me, it looks insane. I don't know what to think of it, but I do think this is going to raise the competitiveness. Um, I said going into the 2020 season, the league felt like it had a reset with the Kawhi and Paul George to the Clippers moves. I feel the same. I feel like there's a reset here. I feel like the young stars are kind of certified right now. Like they're on their teams. They're going to be on their teams. No one's getting moved. Uh, We just had the Harden trade. Uh, So the Clippers are set. The West for right now is set. You know, who knows? Maybe the Lakers make moves later on. But everything seems really set right now. The Celtics, the Sixers, the Bucks now in the East. Everything just seems for right now. Again, by Christmas, this could all be different. But right now, it seems like everybody's set in the league. And we can really just kind of sit and see, like, who's who, at least until the trade deadline. Um, So I like where the league's at. Of course, last time I said this again in 2020, what happened? The league shut down. And it's been in flux literally ever since. Uh, Nothing's been the same ever since. Uh, So we'll see. I mean, the Nuggets look great right now. The Bucks, they're coming off a wild loss to the the Raptors last night. Raptors kind of took it to them. but, and again, it's only been a week. It's only been like, what, eight, nine days of the season. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But I like where the league's at. It feels like a reset. I hope the trends that we see, again, it's just early on, but I hope the load management goes down. And we will see if this in-season tournament can up the uh, importance of the regular season. Because last year, it definitely felt like that was the least important regular season we have ever seen in the NBA. And that's saying something because it's been trending down for since 2017, mm-hmm. since after that 2016 season, since Durant made his move. It seems like it's been de-emphasized more and more and more. So I am very interested to see how Friday night goes and the rest of the Fridays going into that, uh, what it would be like December 7th and 9th, the semifinal and final games of the tournament. Yep. Same thing. I hope it's the same kind of jolt the All-Star game got because the All-Star game was good and then it just got the worse and worse and worse and then there was... And they're already switching it back. And then it got... They're switching it back to conferences already. Yeah. But that was my TV timeout. We can uh, end the timeout and go back to, uh, to picks now. Absolutely. So we're going into picks. Um, as we've done the last couple weeks, we're going to go fantasy draft with it. Uh, we're going to stay in the same kind of rotation. One, two, three, one, two, three. And then when we get on later, we might get a little quicker with the games. But I do think uh, we should go snake. Timmy. Oh, oh you want to go snake? Oh, I okay. do. I Let's do think snake. in true fantasy draft snake. form, we should go snake. Okay, so then in this sense, Timmy, since you are the guest, what pick do you want? I'll take two. Take two. Okay. I don't, don't uh, want to go back to back ever. So yeah, Jordan ninety six ninety seven. All right, Kyle, do you want one or three? Uh did I have one the very first week we did it? I, I remember. think so. If so, I I'll delegate. I said that in Tennessee accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You might have. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Um, so are you going third or first? Sorry. Uh, if I went first the very first week, I'll delegate. You can have the first pick. All right. No, without further ado, Buffalo's going into Cincinnati. That is the game, Kyle. Well, I think Cincinnati minus two, is it? 
I don't know what minus the line one, is. It's a guess. Minus one and a half, Cincinnati. Minus one and a half. Well, that line's gone down. All right. A bit actually. Yeah. So I think, I mean, obviously we don't know. This has potential to be game of the week. The one thing that's cool about to this uh, the schedule, they're the 9.30, 1 o'clock, 4.25, 8.30 all has one game that could possibly be game of the week, which is cool because there's one game you can pay attention to at least. I do... I do have Cincinnati continuing to roll. I think they've got it back. I've got this game. It's going to be close, though. The The DeMar Hamlin factor, not that it's like – I think that – I think this game is just going to be so electric now that he's obviously, like, fully healthy. He's in the facilities everything. I think this game is just going to be electric. But I've got this game going to be 31-28 Cincy in a bar and burner. Could very well see that happening. I have a pretty high score as well. Um, I also have the Bengals winning. Uh, it would be nice to see the Bills win this one. You know, do it for DeMar. But I got the Bengals winning 27-23. to 23. I actually have the same exact score as Tim. Same outcome. I have the Bengals winning. They looked great last week. Um, I mean, what's there to say? They're at home. If this was a Bills home game, I might go Buffalo. But I do think the Bengals are right back on track. Burrow looked great last week. They can throw the ball downfield now. Uh, they got the momentum. It's a home game. Their first primetime or no, second primetime game after that Monday night football game. But this really feels like their like first true primetime game. So I think I don't know if this game's gonna be electric necessarily. I think it'll be pretty back and forth. But yeah, I got the Bengals coming out on top. All right, Timmy. Um, hmm. I think the next best game is Chiefs versus Dolphins in Germany. 9-30 game for us East Coasters, at least. Um, yeah. Shout out to the West Coasters getting up at 6-30. 6-30, yeah. <laughs> um, at least they can just stay up and keep watching football. But still. <laughs> Beer 30, boys. We're <laughs> back at it. I think this will be an interesting game. This is two of you know the contenders from the AFC, two, two of the one seeds over there um, in their respective divisions. Um, so I also think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, it's going to be nice to see if the Dolphins can actually keep up with a contender. Every time they've played a good team this year, they really haven't been able to compete. Um, but I have the Chiefs winning 27-24. Chiefs are favored by... Chiefs are favored by a point and a half in this game. I have no idea what to make of this game. I just wish this was a normal game in Kansas City or in Miami. I guess technically this one's at Chiefs, so I guess it would be in Kansas City if it was on American soil. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, this game would be almost perplexing even if it was KC at home. I think if you're in Miami this is a great spot for you because KC's coming off a loss. They haven't looked really good, honestly, aside from that Minnesota game for quite a few weeks. Uh, so in general, I like Miami in this spot. Then you throw in the time difference. You throw in that it's in Germany. Then I have no fucking idea. I will say Miami went early on. Miami left on Monday. I guess Kansas City left today 
for the game. So that gives Miami a little bit more of an advantage. Yep. I'd be leaning Miami anyway. I'm going to go with Miami. Final score, we'll say 24-17. I'll bump that up a little I bit. I hope you're right. I'll bump that up a little bit. I'll go 24-20. Okay. 24-20. But Miami either way. Again, I hope you're right. If the Chiefs only score 20 and they lose, I think it's going to just be a fun Monday. I think people are going to panic, and it's going to be fun. Um, But, yeah, okay. So, I've actually – I do have the Chiefs winning this game, though. It's the Germany game. I've got them winning 29-25. to 25. I put a little awkward score there because I feel like the overseas games become a little awkward. I do think the Chiefs do find a way to get back on track. The I think Tyreek I think they come back though. Tyreek Hill is a big first half. Chiefs come back, show that they're a little bit ahead of the Dolphins. All right, and so Kyle, it is your pick. You're back to back. I'm back to back, and because of that, I'm going to select the Thursday night game first, just because it is underway and uh, looks like Pittsburgh's in the red zone. So before anybody may or may not score here. Uh, this game would have been confusing for me Too anyway. Late. Someone just score? Najee Harris, 10-yard touchdown. There we go. I just acquired him, too, in our league. Uh, did you start him? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> nice. Right. Uh, shit. Uh, you know what? Just because of that, I probably would have picked Pittsburgh anyway. Look, you can hear my notifications go off anyway. But... um. I probably would have picked Pittsburgh. It would have been tough given that it's a short week, given that the whole Will Levis situation, he looked great Sunday, but, I mean, you just never know with rookie quarterbacks, let alone any quarterback that comes in on short notice. Uh, God, I'll say – I'll give the score I was going to give for the prior game. I'll adjust a little bit. We'll say 23-17 Pitt. Watch okay. it be like 45, 48. I'll go quickly next. <laughs> I got I got it quickly next. I do actually have Tennessee winning this game. I think they're in a they're in a weird spot where I feel like they're just gonna play hard and Vrabel's gonna have them win a game that I don't think they really should. Because I think this is a game that the Steelers should win. They're at home. They have a better they have a more collective roster, I should say, knowing that they've don't have just a in quarterback switching in and out but i've got tennessee 23 to 20 i think it's going to be interesting but i got the titans on top you guys are talking and i keep thinking and i'm starting to want to talk myself out of it uh, i also have tennessee winning this game i told you last week i will never pick the steelers to win a football game <laughs> um, and i'm just going to keep that trend going it's going to bite me about seven more times this year i think but i'm going to keep doing it uh, i got titans 22 to 20 um, the reason what was talking me back into it is obviously we see them already score a touchdown and they got Deontay Johnson back. He looks good. He looks like the number one there. And uh, I think George Pickens kind of needs that to continue his production here. He's been this like big play oh, yeah. guy or bust. So. Yeah, I hope he actually produces. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kyle, you have a, your next pick. Yeah, just to add to what Tim was saying, Steelers are completely unpredictable. I have no idea how they have their record. Um, I don't think I don't think Pickett is any good at QB. 
I think he's. Where'd you have him ranked again, Keenan? You had him at like 18, maybe 25. It was no, in that range. Oh, no, no. 28. And 28. 28? No, I'm 28. No idea how they're. Because yeah, they're either. 500 right now, correct? <laughs> they were above 500 last week. They're four and three. Four and three. three. That's right. They're they are above, one game yeah. above. That's insane. I don't know how that's. I don't even know how that's possible, honestly. So, yeah. Uh, I think they're next, winning. Yeah, aren't they tied for second in the division, technically, too? Yeah, they are with, with Cleveland. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Uh, next game, surprise, it's still on the board. Obviously, I'm going to pick the NFC East battle. Cowboys going to Philly. Uh, I believe Philly's favored by three. Let me see. Let me see. Yes, Philly by three points. Um, I'm rolling with Philly here. They're incredibly tough to beat at home. Uh, Dallas is somewhat inconsistent. We've seen how they can be against better teams. Uh, we saw how it worked against the Niners. Um, if this were Cowboys at home, which we will see that later on in the year, might give them a better chance. I think this is going to go very much like how Eagles-Dolphins went two weeks ago. I think the Eagles bleed the clock. I think the Cowboys will hang around, but you know they won't really be in control of the game kind of thing. So I actually have the Eagles. God, let's go with... Got the 23 24 range down pack. We'll say 27 to 20 Eagles. And that's sticking with it. I'm also going with Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to cut you. Oh, no, no worries. I was going to say, I think think it could be a little more. (laughs) I think it could be even more low scoring than what I gave. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 23 17, like these other games I picked. But go ahead, go ahead. I think what we're going to see in this game is just Dallas's offense playing against a competent football team. They just don't seem to get it done. We saw it with the 49ers. Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more of that. I think they're in a better spot than when they play the 49ers. They're just coming off a good game. Uh, so I have an Eagles 31, Dallas 21. But I think uh, the Eagles, I think they'll just pull it out. They've looked really good against pretty much every team except for the Jets this year. So Offensively, that is. They can score points. Alrighty, so <sighs> hold on just a second. This matters. Is it my Tyron? Oh my uh, no, oh. I haven't even gone go, yet. Go, Wait, go, go, hey, go. hey, 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 hey! I thought you were looking at the list. I had, I was confused. No, no. <laughs> uh, what did you have your score at again? Thirty-one Sorry. to twenty-one. Thirty-one, twenty-one. All right, so I actually do have Dallas in this game. I think that. Why? I had them losing last week, and I was planning on having them winning this <clears throat> week here, honestly, too. But Dak historically has played very well against the Eagles. And as I said, when I had the Dolphins winning, but that one made sense as to why they lost. Not that the Cowboys can't lose this one, but they lost the line of scrimmage battle. And since they lost the line of scrimmage battle, they just ate two alive, and they weren't able to actually get down they weren't going to be able to get their into their offense i think this is going to be the same type of game but dallas has a better offensive line than miami and they're going to be able to control that and miami's i mean not Miami's, uh philly's back end can be thrown on like cd lamb had a huge game i think it was 12 buck 52 two tubs last week i could see maybe not exactly that but i could see him going over 100 I know AJ Brown's on the other side. They're going to be competing. I can, I, you have those inner rivalry kind of 
position games there. But I've got Dallas 28-24, I think, in a close one. I think this is another game they get their hopes high, and then they start to get them down. I'm not going to lie to you. I think this is one of those ones where people are on the drain. Go on. I'm not going to lie to you. I wouldn't just be surprised if Dallas won. I'd be pretty shocked if Dallas won. They went into Philly and beat them. Where Philly's pretty much at full strength, I would be, I'd be pretty shocked. I think it's, I think it'll be almost a carbon copy of what that Dolphins Eagles game was a couple weeks ago. Fair enough. I don't, I can't fully say I can disagree and think that you're wrong for saying that. I, it definitely would be one of the most impressive wins of the year, 100. percent If they go in there and go into Philly and win a game, but. It's something that this Dallas team randomly has in them, but then they just manage to do it like and then not have it in them when it matters most. So I, I think it's something that they can. I think obviously I predict them that they will do, but they'll fall they'll fall down down the line somewhere. If it was blown out by Philly at home. If it was Dallas at home, I'd agree with you. I might even make that same pick later. Oh uh, Timmy, on it is your but we'll see. <laughs> you might. <laughs> Mighty. Uh, Tim, uh, I think this is pretty much one of the last good games um, on like competing for game of the week. Um, I have Ravens at Se- or Seahawks at Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be sort of similar to how the Ravens Lions game went where the Ravens just look dominant at home and they just start scoring um, and they just can't be stopped. But I think the Seahawks will hang in a little bit better. Um, so I got the score 29 to 18. Twenty-nine to eighteen. Okay, I'll go next. Uh I have Baltimore in this game as well. As I said last week when I try I tried to call the upset with Arizona. And Arizona, they they didn't want to beat Arizona. They obviously they're just a better team, so they ended up doing it, but they didn't want to. They play down to their competition, but they also play up to their competition. And the Seahawks are a good team, of course, as we all know. And I think that Lamar and the Ravens at home are going to come ready to play. And it's going to be a close game, but they're going to pull away. At the end, I got the 28-23 to Ravens. Yeah, this is a really weird game. Uh, Ravens are favored by 5.5, by the way. I could see it, much like Tim said, I could see the Ravens kind of dominating this game. I really do not know what to expect of the Seahawks. Uh, You want to talk about a team that plays down to their competition? Seahawks definitely do. I mean, the Seahawks were dying to lose that game to the Browns last week at home. Um, And then for some reason, the Browns threw on third and three in a a situation where they could have just took some time off the clock. But, you know, whatever. Uh, Yeah, I got the Ravens. I don't... We'll say 27 17. Um, I don't know. I just think, I think they're really, they might be the best team in the AFC. They just might be. The Bengals probably look the best as of today, just coming off their win. But neutral field, I'd probably take Baltimore over KC right now. Uh, I've said it the last few weeks. I'll say it again. I don't think KC comes out of the AFC. I would lean Ravens right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they def- they definitely tried to give that game up with the onside kick last week against the Cardinals, but for the most part, they they hung around. The Cardinals did, but the, you know the Ravens are pretty much in control of it. Uh, I think 
if they cement this game, if they can really stomp on the Seahawks, I think we really do look at them on Monday as the best team in the AFC. Especially you couple that with I got the Chiefs losing. So yeah, I think the Ravens come Monday, you like to do your Monday morning headlines. I think we're looking at the Ravens as are they the team to beat in the AFC? Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree with you in this. I think that the Ravens might be the best team overall in the AFC. I think the Bengals are probably the scariest team. And then obviously it's going to be up there with KC too, but KC has some things that they need to figure out. I the wish Bengals are just scary because like when they go in into a game, like they obviously can beat anybody on any given night. Like Buffalo's that way, but Buffalo's more wishy-washy. Really the problem obviously with the Bengals was Joe Burrow was hurt and now Joe Burrow's not hurt, and they just put it to the 49ers, which we all would consider a very good team. Yeah. yeah I mean, they probably had the performance of the week the Bengals did last week. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who knows how shaken up Purdy really was. He came back quicker than I think most of us expected from that concussion. But, I mean, yeah, they put it to him, and their defense is playing very well. So, I mean, you know, if they if they come out of here against the Bills, I mean, I know we already talked about that game, but if they really put it to the Bills – could be talking about them on Monday, of course. But, uh, you know, the Ravens, I almost wish this game was in Seattle just because I think it's just such a weird game for Seattle. They're going to be on West Coast time, so this is like a 10 a.m. game for them. Um, They did play well. Who was it? They played Cincinnati a couple weeks ago where they came across, and that was a low-scoring game. I don't see it being as low-scoring on the Ravens' side. So I really do wish this was in Seattle because, A, I probably – Seattle does travel well. They travel well. They do. Um, They do travel well. This one just feels extremely weird to me. I don't know what it is. So I could see it trending more in the Lions direction. Not necessarily, you know, 30-0 after the first half. But I think I do think Baltimore dominates for the most part. Okay. And I'm going to choose the last game I personally feel like could be cool. And it's actually the Monday night game. And it's Chargers going to see the Jets. I think... The Chargers offense against the Jets defense will be a good matchup. And obviously, the Zach Wilson against the Chargers defense might be a good matchup because he might see the best game out of Zach Wilson we've ever seen. Their defense, Chargers defense is not good. But um, I'm, I'm going to roll with the Chargers here, even though I don't want to. I just think they're just, they're just better. They should. They, they really should win this game. Like, if they're a team that wants to be in the playoff hunt, they should win this game. But I do think it's going to be close. I have this game 24-22. to 22. I want to go with the Jets, but... I just want to piggyback off that because I completely agree with you. Uh, by the way, let me find the line. It's Chargers by 3.5 on the road. Um, as I already mentioned, we're in the middle of the Steelers Titans game. Um, even though that game's going on, mm-hmm. the chargers are already dying to lose this game. Like this, they want to lose this game already to the jets. Like they're just dying for it. Like if this was Bengals, if this yeah. was chiefs, if this was any other team, granted the chiefs already played the jets, but this is any other elite quarterback. We're sitting here saying like, yeah, we take the chiefs by or whatever team by seven to 10 points, four to 10 points, something like that. Uh, We should be able to say that about Herbert and the Chargers. And part of it is Brandon Staley. Don't get me wrong. We love shit on Brandon Staley here. He's a hilarious coach to watch. But, man, Herbert, I mean, granted, they killed the Bears last week, but it's the fucking Bears. But 
you would love to just say, yeah, like the Chargers go in there, go into New Jersey and get it done. But you you literally can't with that team. So you can tell me almost any outcome outside of a Jets blowout. But I wouldn't even be surprised if that happened. Like Keenan, I'm going to roll with the Chargers. I'm not confident in it at all. Not in the least. But uh, we'll say, damn, I feel like I have all these scores in the same region. We'll say 24 to 15 Chargers. And there's no reason for me to give them nine full points like that. It's going to be a three-point game. It's going to be just stupid. Brandon Staley's going to go for it. Just go 24-21. Brandon Staley's going to go for it on like fourth and 23 at his own 10. And we're going to be like, why don't you just punt? Like, you could just end the game here. And he's just going to go for it. And Six minutes left, down by four. Six minutes left, up seven probably. And he'll still go for it on fourth and 23. We can ice it, guys. Come on. Down down four, ball to 25. They do a pooch punt just just to get better field position instead of kicking the field goal. They're going to run a fake punt. They're going to run a fake punt on fourth and 34. Alrighty, Timmy. Um, I, I'm going against the grain here. I'm taking the Jets. Um, keeping keeping their season alive. Might as well. I um, I I'm, I'm calling it right now. Jets get a defensive touchdown. The Jets defense wins in this game. Um, I have it 23 to 16. I got Jets all day. Exactly the game plan right, so you just laid out I, and the exact score. I could see that to a T. I could see it to a T. Like I can just I can envision it yep. right now envision it yep um i'm honestly semi polling for the jets to do well because i'm really interested on aaron Rodgers coming back and playing like that's kind of where i'm like i want them to be at least 500 if not a little above by week 12 because i'm very interested to see aaron Rodgers coming back off a torn achilles and if he can and will play and how he plays that's like one of the most like underlying interesting storylines to me, just because I want to see it. Like if he says it, I'm gonna, I'll believe it when I see it. But I don't want to be that guy. Try it happen, so I really don't want to be that guy. You can be that guy. Feel free. Um, <laughs> feel free. Is he not asking to just like re tear his Achilles like within a six month period? Like he's asking for it. He's fucking asking for it. And I don't it's know. modern medicine. Yeah, I, I personally wouldn't have him out there running and, like, throwing footballs, but he is. So. Listen, like that's, the, that's the thing about it is he's doing all of this stuff. Like, he's, on the, he's out of a boot quicker than anybody else. He's back. Like, he was dropping back confident on his leg. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I don't still believe that this is a thing, but I'm going to buy – I'm going to be one of those people that buy into it, and I might look stupid and be one of those guys. I don't care. I'm buying into it. He can do it. I just hope I want to see it. He can do it. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers. I hope so. I'm really, but no, Kyle, you're completely right. That like it's probably not going to be healthy and healed. And he like one step could just rubber band it again and permanent. I'd be so Jets. Absolutely. So right on that. I really want to know. I'm sure. Would, I'm sure. Maybe Jets have it in the playoffs though. You're right. A home. <laughs> they somehow get a home playoffs. playoff game and then some bullshit happens. Um, yeah. I'm assuming Kirk Cousins already had his surgery. Like, I'm assuming. Um, Mm -hmm. I think he he did. I wondered, so did he do the traditional thing, or did he do the Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. And if he was to do the Aaron Rodgers, if the Vikings got to the Super Bowl, he could suit up. (laughs) Essentially. (laughs) He's only only seven weeks later. 
I was going to say, he's only a couple weeks late. So, like, essentially, he could probably – he can make it back for the Super Bowl. That's if Joshua – I mean, not that – you wouldn't put him in. Because if Joshua Dobbs got him to the Super Bowl, <laughs> we're going to leave Joshua Dobbs in. Hey, we live in a, but we live in a world – We live in a world where Case Keenum outdueled somehow Drew Brees to get them to an NFC Championship game. So, it's been done before in that city. Uh it's we, it's very we telling live in though. A world where Nick Foles outdueled Tom Brady when Tom went for five oh five in a Super Bowl, but <laughs> he matched him throw for throw. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, it was somehow. It was it was something. It denied us a three B, but uh, I think it's very telling though if Cousins gets the traditional surgery rather than what Aaron Rodgers did, because you'd almost think like. Because he's aging too, he's mid thirties. You'd figure he'd be like, okay, you know, my quarter or my career is not going to be much longer here. Uh, let me go the Aaron Rodgers route. And if he mm-hmm. doesn't, that tells me something. Um, also, I mean, I'm kind of basing this off. Yeah. There was this Twitter doctor who's been like analyzing every video of Rodgers, and like they had that video of him throwing last Sunday before the game, and everyone was like, oh my god. And then he kind of was commenting like he's not even putting pressure on his Achilles, like he's putting pressure on his forefoot this and that and he's and he's like completely mm-hmm. against the idea like he thinks it's like inevitable that rogers destroys his achilles again or has some sort of injury risk with this which i mean of course i mean this is it's supposed to be the worst injury in sports but i you know i can't lie i'm just as intrigued as you keenan i'm always rooting against the jets but yeah no there's part of me that kind of wishes they're 500 around like what's his target date december or january originally Week it was 12. january Week 12? week 12, which would be that's a month from now. That, that the original the original date was week 12, like week 12 to week 14. Well, so, like, if he that's the case, so he's that's the beginning of December. He's yeah, he's looking because I think week 12 is the Thanksgiving week. So, week 12 going into week 13, yeah, going right into December. That's insane. That's insane. Uh, and they should yeah. be in the mix. I mean, I don't know who they're that's a three that's a three month injury. I don't know who their next two or three games are. But Chargers is a winnable game, as we just said. Um, they might. Do they have the Pats in there? I think they have the Pats in there. Hold on, I'll, I'll give it to you right now. Their next games, they have the Chargers, the Raiders, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Falcons. That's their next five. And right now, I think they're currently four and four. So they could go, they could easily go two and three over that stretch, maybe even three and two. They can beat the Raiders and the Falcons. They might beat the Chargers. I think they lose to the Bills and the Dolphins, but it's a divisional game, so you never really know. But say they go two and three, and that puts them at six and five and six. They can get hot. Ten and seven gets you in. Ten and seven gets you in, and he he would be the, that's that's there. Ten and seven gets you in. He's gonna come back for one game. So I, I'm. <laughs> I'm hoping for it. I really am. I want to see it. Even if it doesn't work out, I still want to see it. Um, okay. So we have obviously, I think, seven more ga- eight more games to get to. All the cool games are gone. We're going to kind of blitz through these. It's my pick right now. Um, I'm going to get my team out of the way. Uh, it is New England, Washington going to see New England. This game has torn me up. I don't want New England to win because they're, I want them to get picks. But again, Washington just sold their defense. So they might. But Sam Howell is also pretty decent. I'm going to roll with New England because betting against your team is really a hard thing to do. 
So it's a win-win for me, but I'm going to go 22 to 17. Yeah, I don't, I also I don't know what the... Close. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it's going to be close. I think the Pats are a little bit better now that the Commanders have sold house. So I have it Pats 25, Commanders 24. Yeah, I'm going to go Pats 23-20. Same thing y'all said. Should be lower scoring. This should be an easier game for Mac, especially given what they sold on their defensive line, the Commanders. Um, rumors of a Belichick to the Commanders trade happening in the offseason. We can get to that later on in the season, but I do think the Pats win this game. Uh, their defense has really been playing well. They were in that Miami game up until that terrible Mac pick. Um, who knows? Pat's got an easy schedule coming up. You could tell me any outcome of that with them. You could tell me they win their next two or three games. You could tell me they lose their next two or three or four games. Uh, I'm prepared for anything with the Pats, but I got them winning this game at home. What I say? 23-17, I don't remember. That's how, <laughs> that's how little I care about this 23, game. 23-20 is what you 23, said. 23-20. And uh, what's the line? Pats by three. Okay, thank you. All right, Timmy, that's your next. Uh, we'll just go right into my favorite team. I got Giants versus Raiders at Raiders. Um, Daniel Jones is back. Maybe that means something. Darren Waller's out. Uh, I have it Giants 17, Raiders 10. Even though they just fired everybody, you'd think the Raiders would win. I'm sticking with the Giants. I think their offense will look a little bit of competent this year, this week. More than negative nine passing yards. I'm booking it right now. Where's the line? Give me the negative eight. I'm taking that ticket. That's probably like minus (laughs) (laughs) 10,000. Like we can't even pay out. The fee is way too. (laughs) It would be. You'd have to bet so much money for that to pay out. But um, I'm quickly, I'm going the other way. Um, I've got the Raiders winning this game 23 to 21. It's going to be that first game after firing everybody. It's going to be rejuvenated. Aiden O'Connell is going to chuck the ball to Devontae Adams a bunch. And I think that's going to work. 23-21 Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders have more talent. If this was the previous coaching regime, I might give the Giants more of a chance. I think I'm leaning Raiders here as well. 17-14 maybe we'll go. I don't think it's going to be a fun game at all. But 17-14 Raiders. (laughs) Um, then Kyle, it's your pick. You're back to back. We'll go Vikings at Falcons. This would have been intriguing with Kirk Cousins. To me, it's just as intriguing without him, given that it could be Dop starting. I'm not sure. You said it's going to be Hall starting. Jaron Hall, is it? Uh, and then Taylor Heineke, which he finally got put in the game. Ritter finally got benched. I mean, he had a concussion last week, but I think he just officially got benched this week. I don't know if it's because of concussion protocol or because of of his play, but you saw Heineke take the offense to new heights. Uh, By the way, Falcons by three and a half at home. Um, Falcons should win this game, and they should really – Heineke's not goddamn Joe Montana or anything, but he can move the ball. He can make plays. The Falcons really should take off. You know, they got a talented defense. Uh, they, they're banged up on defense, but if he does what we think he can do, Falcons should almost, I don't want to say run away, but you, you like them a little better than the Saints, just as far as explosion on their offense. 
Uh, so I'm going to go Falcons here. Damn, this one's tough. I'll say 26. 26-16. Give it a weird score. I'm in the same boat. Fan of the Falcons with Taylor Heineke. I think he does take this offense to new levels. Um, I will say, I don't know if this was necessarily a benching of Desmond Ritter. A lot of the times coaches like to give a week off after the concussion, even though Ritter never actually entered the concussion protocol. They said he was cleared to return to that game, um, mm. but they just didn't. They rolled with Heineke. Hoping that they just roll with Heineke all year. I think he does take the scene through new heights, but it's still Arthur Smith coaching it. So that brings him down a peg. I got it 19 to 10. It's going to be boring. It's going to be some field goals. Start your young how cool. Um, via NBC, uh, nothing changed with his preparation. The Falcons have just benched him. So apparently to the NBC sports, like they just said no. Um, you've got this 19 to 10, you said, Tim. I'm close to Kyle. I wrote down 26, 19 before he said 26, 16. This team went from backing their way into the playoffs to, I think they could make the play when the division, make the playoffs and, I think they could win the Super Bowl. Probably not make it in. Um, and I was going to say, depending on who they play, they might be able to make the first game a little interesting, but it's probably either going to be Philly, Dallas, Seattle, or the 49ers. Which, But anyways, I got them 26-19. If Taylor, Heine- the only one. if Taylor Heineke sees Philly in the first round, it's a loss. Hmm. He's he might see he might see red listen they have the formula they have a very good offensive front they've got receiving backs they've got a big they've got a big time target in kyle pitts who can be a human again and then drake london can play i mean that's possibly even decent there we'll see um yeah uh so it is my me it's me I think I'm back to back. I am. Um, so we're gonna get this. Wait, did Kyle? The- did Kyle just go? I definitely did not pick Vikings Falcons. I think Kyle has another. Oh day. no, you didn't. So it is picked- you, and then it's me back to back. Yeah. Oh, he picked the Pat. Oh wait, I have no idea. No, I, I picked the no, Pat. Picked Kyle's on. No, Kyle's so it's Kyle's, 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 Kyle's pick. Jeez. Kyle's on. He's got two go in a row. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, you go. Then Timmy. Then Mimi. Okay, there we go. Um, you know, I would pick Packers Rams here because, you know, if it was Stafford versus Love, but it's not. The game I'm going to pick is not much better. I think if Dobbs played, this would have been more interesting. But the Browns in general are interesting to me just with this whole quarterback situation. You just don't know what you're getting week to week. They're favored by eight and a half against the Cardinals. Cardinals will be starting. What the hell is his name again? Uh, Car- or Clayton, Clayton, Clayton Toon. He's Clayton Toon, a Western, cartoon. Western character. Hmm. I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe he's like a top six quarterback of all time. We just don't know. We didn't think Tom Brady was turned out to be. So maybe, <laughs> maybe Clayton Toon is. We just don't know. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Browns in an ugly ass game. Let's say something like 14 to 12. Even though they're favored by eight and a half. Actually, you know what? The fact that, nah, if it was Deshaun, maybe, but PJ Walker. Yeah, we'll go 14 to 12. We'll keep it there. Cleveland 14, 12? Yep. Okay. 
And what's the what's the line? The Browns. Like Browns by eight and a half. Eight and a eight. Eight and a, Jesus. Christ. That's a that's a pretty wide line, but I get it. Clayton Toon starting. Uh, we've never seen him. Here's what I'll say about Clayton Toon. He was named the starter, and then the Cardinals traded for Josh Dobbs, and within two months, he was no longer the starter. So I got reason to believe that they don't really believe in him. They don't think he's gonna win them games. Um, so I got the Browns twenty-four to ten. I think the offense for uh, Arizona is just not going to look good, especially against this defense. So they're going to be tired. PJ Walker could tear them up. Sorry, can you give me that score again? I was reading something on Deshaun Watson. Twenty twenty-four to ten. Twenty-four to ten. Thank Cleveland. you. Because my favorite thing now is while we're podcasting and talking about the Browns is to read on Deshaun Watson. Uh, that was my decision. And look, I wasn't ready talking about last week. I tried to jump the gun a little bit and it didn't go our way. So at the end of the day, you got to listen to the experts, all the things that they did. I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure. Just following the medical protocols and going from there. This guy, Deshaun Watson, is funny. Oh, man. I'm going with Cleveland because the best thing on the, de- the field is going to be their defense, and that's that. So I'm going to have this game uh, 21 to – I'm going to have this game 21 to 12, and the Cleveland defense is going to score more than the Cleveland offense. I just want to say, like, I wanted to look up Clayton Toon just to see, like, what he looked like because, you, you know, backup quarterbacks – Sometimes just look like a backup quarterback, you know? And, you know, I type in CLA, and it's the first result. I always hate that. Phones be listening. That I just wanted to say that. That's all. Yeah. With my pick, they're all kind of bottom-tier games, so I'll just jump right in. I got Bucks texans um, an up-and-coming team versus a good defensive team. Um, we did just see the Texans lose. Um, I think it'll be a pretty close game. Um, I have it. Bucks 22, Texans 19. I'm taking the Bucks here. Yeah, Texans are favored uh, by three. Piggyback. Oh, sorry, go on with that, Kyle. My fault. You go. you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I was going to say just quickly – um, Houston, very interesting. I like the fact that CJ Stroud, they know that they got a quarterback there for the future. They now just need offensive talent because they're not really, they don't have that much talent. Tampa has more talent. I think if CJ Stroud was on Tampa, Tampa would actually be the playoff team and probably win the division. Um, so I've got this game 24, 20 Tampa. They're coming off a long week, a uh, long 10 day because they obviously played last Thursday. Yeah. This line is Texans by three. Uh, this is an interesting game because it's a swing game for both teams. Like, I think both of these teams feel like they could be in the wild card position. They're both kind of middle of the pack right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's kind of a must win for each team. You kind of favor the Buccaneers here, just given their talent and their experience. But you never really know. The Texans have shown well early on the season. I'm really pissed I didn't go all the way last week and pick the Panthers over the Texans because I gave the case for the Panthers and did all but pick the Panthers. I picked Texans by one. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I think I'm going to roll with the Buccaneers here, but this is really a toss-up game to me. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks. Shit. We'll go 20-17. to 17. 
Alrighty, so this is me. Um, I'm gonna go Indy versus Carolina. Um, I'm actually gonna have Carolina winning this game. It's going to be twenty-four to twenty. The Colts keep the streak of keeping in the twenty plus or twenty. Actually, I'm gonna go twenty-one, keeping the streak twenty-one plus. Uh, but I liked what Bryce Young did last week. I think he's starting to gain an understanding of the NFL. And I think moving forward, he's going to show why he was the number one overall pick. And I got him winning. I think Adam Thielen has another big week. I believe they just got a new play caller in Carolina. First game they win. So I can see the reason to believe it, but they're still a really bad team. So I can't have them winning two games in a row. I'm taking the Colts 26 to 16. Yeah, I can't blame you. <laughs> not. I actually lean towards Keenan more here. I do believe like there's some real momentum with the Panthers. Uh, like Tim said, they got a new play caller. They went, they won the first game with that new play caller. Uh, however, I do need to stack up wins here. The Colts are the better team. Um, the Panthers still do have an okay defense. So I mean, there again, there's a recipe here for the Colts to just lose. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pick against them. I don't feel good about it at all. I really don't. Like, the more I'm just looking at this game, Indy at Carolina, like, it just screams Carolina winning all over it. I'm going to pick the Colts. I don't feel great about it. Uh, we'll say 22 to 17. Okay. I'm going to pick game with the best player left which should be either Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup. Uh, I'm going to go Rams at Green Bay. I mean Jair Alexander is pretty good too. Um Green Bay's got to win this game, right? No Matt Stafford, like they have to. They're, they're not that bad of a roster and team. I'm going to roll with them. 25 to 21. I, I, that's it. I got nothing else. They, they just got to win. I'm, I'm gonna, going with it too. I think the Packers are a better team. Sorry, I don't mean to keep cutting you off. No, no, it's, no. We, we keep <laughs> going we'll at keep the rolling. same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got the Packers at Lambeau, 18 to 17. I don't really trust Brett Ripien. Um, you could literally potentially bench Cooper Cup this week um, and definitely think about benching Puka for like the rest of the season if you're a fantasy manager. If Stafford doesn't come back. Yeah, because Stafford's got a broken hand, correct? Something in his thumb. It's hand or thumb or something, but I think they said IR is like Is it his throwing hand or is it his offhand? Throwing hand. Mm, Yeah, so he's... Throwing hand. He hit it it, uh, once on the drive. He hit it once on the drive, and then on the two-point conversion, you saw it like it went in like... Marcus... I know. I mean, I don't remember whose helmet, but I want to do a cowboy helmet. Yeah, I'm gonna roll with the Packers too. Packers are favored by three, twenty-four to fourteen. Um, God, the Packers and the Patriots are like the same exact team to me, honestly. Mac and Jordan Love remind me very much of one another. Where there's points where they just look really good, especially in the no huddle. Like they just they carry themselves like confident enough. Like there's times where Mac really does look confident out there, and then he'll just do some dumb shit and just throw a terrible ball. Same with Jordan Love. Uh, the Packers got more talent though, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Uh, 
But yeah, I'm gonna roll with them. I'm considering I'm considering doubling back and going back to that Colts Panthers game and just picking Panthers in a blowout. Just because it just I just have this feeling. I don't know what it is. I just could see 28 to 13. So yeah, we're just gonna do that. 28. I don't pick enough blowouts. It? I feel like every week I come in here and like the highest total I'll pick is like a 10 point win. So give me 28 to 13 Panthers over the Colts. I don't know why I have this feeling, the strong feeling that the Colts will just shit the bed, but I do. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, this pick is it, by the way. One thing I did want to say, D, uh, it's Timmy's pick for the last pick. And we all, we it's a, it's a great game. Um, the one thing I quickly did want to say, though, was um, the uh, – with your quarterback thing, Jordan Love and Mac Jones do just enough to make you second guess if they should start for you. And it just like, it's like they they do just enough where you're like, ah, should like could they do this maybe? But then in the end, it's like no, like I just just, just no. But then they do enough where you're like maybe they just just no. Like, that's why I have to just stay down. It's no. I also want to say. A couple of things with that. I mean, they're both young, so who knows? They're not in the best situation. So you just never know. You really never know with those two. I do want to say, though, if they switched first names, Jordan Jones would be a dope first name and Mac Love would be a dope uh, a dope name. Both of those would just be dope quarterback names. Jordan Jones, Mac Love. Uh, Mac Love could also be an adult film name, too. So just cool names all around. Yo, Mac Lovin'. <laughs> last game right here <laughs> nobody wants to pick it last but least um i think what happens is the saints defense pretty good defense um i think the nfl has figured out tyson badgett and if they're just gonna throw a little five yard out routes all game they can shut that down pretty easily i got it saints 24 to 13 Alrighty. um I think Kamara has a day. I like he has he, been. Like he has been. I think he's going to probably have like 10 receptions, maybe run for 100 yards, a couple touchdowns, anybody in FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever. Um, Alvin Kamara FanDuel's 9,200. I think it's worth it. Uh, 27-16, New Orleans. Yeah, Kamara's been balling low-key. Um, they definitely win. I mean, the Saints have quietly been putting up points the last few weeks. They've been looking better on the offensive side of the ball. I have no idea what to make about them, but they're likely going to be in the playoffs. Um, like I said, the Falcons will have more of a say in this now that they have Heineke. Uh, so that gives more intrigue to these Saints-Falcons games. Can't wait to view them. Um, I agree with you guys. Don't think there's anywhere the Bears win this game, uh, especially with Tyson Bajan, who I will say like looks good. Looks like he has command of the offense. You know what I mean? Like It looks like a competent backup. But I don't think he's going to win here. Uh, I think the Saints build on the offensive momentum that they have. We'll say something like 27 to 17. I've picked that probably like three times. So let's let's come up with a different one there. Let's say 27, 28, 17. How about that? 11-point game. TV timeout. I'm going to get you guys involved. Going to do what we did a few weeks ago. I've got a list of players. You guys just pick which one you'd rather have. They might sound a little lopsided. It's to surprise you. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, so for the first okay. thing, pass rushers, 
We have three players. Player one, three sacks, 22 tackles, and no forced fumbles. Those are the only three metrics we're grading here. Player two has six sacks, 22 tackles, and one forced fumble. And player three has eight and a half sacks, 25 tackles, and one forced fumble. Hmm. Okay, so middle one, six sacks is Micah. Correct. Last one was TJ Watt. Incorrect. Oh, it wasn't TJ Watt. Oh. Trying to trick you. Yeah, no, okay. Um, was Can you guess the Max Crosby? Nope. Can you guess the first one? Three sacks, 22 first tackles, one. no force. Nick Bosa? Correct. Hey, Jesus. $25 million oh, a year, by the way. Uh, and then yeah, number he does three. say he just inked. He He is really high in QB pressure, so we can't say he's not a good rusher or anything like that. He's obviously still elite. But the third one, eight and a half sacks, 25 tackles, one forced fumble. I don't think it's Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett's in too much. He's doing more for us, but I don't know. Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, jeez. You take Kayvon Thibodeau clearly. Yeah, he looks better uh, with the stats. Uh, I'm sure it's just like he's played against – like he played the Jets this week where he had three sacks and a forced fumble. Mm. So, like, that's like the majority of – he was balling. He's balling, though. Um, So, so to come from – I think he had four sacks last year. might have been five to already having eight and a half through eight weeks. I'm happy with it from a Giants perspective. Uh, He definitely – people were already calling him a bust last year, which is crazy. Uh, Yeah. So that one I thought would right. throw you for a loop. Uh, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau did throw me. The other nobody two was going to pick Kayvon there. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I don't. I didn't. We, we didn't really get much from Kyle there. If you want to say sorry, anything, sorry, but Kyle. if we're trying to go fast, that's fine. No, 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 no. I mean, I I think it's funny because like we have a premise with this, and then it ends up being keen and guessing, which is funny because it narrows it down. But what my yeah, takeaway, my takeaway from it is, I mean, we've talked about how like if you look at like pro football reference. Like one of the things that sticks out to me, if you look at defensive lineman stats is like the fluctuation of even like hall of fame level pass rushers, the fluctuation of like, maybe it's a 15 sack year, maybe the next year, even if they start all 16 or 17 games, you might get a five sack year. So, you know, mm-hmm. I can see where the drop off is with like Nick Bosa there with having only three sacks, no force fumbles and all that. It's very interesting. Um, there's only a handful from what I saw, I didn't look very deeply into this, but there's not many pass rushers who are consistently like double digits each year or like eight sacks and above. Um, Reggie White has a pretty impressive resume when it comes to sacks. If you look him up, he he was a very dominant pass rusher. TJ Watt is the best. Yeah, and that that's another thing, Keenan, is uh, a lot of these players get injured. You know, J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt was never healthy for his whole career. T.J. Watt had the torn pec. And that's exactly what happens is they go off and have these big 16, 17 sack seasons. And then next year they might be nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay. Uh, I'm going to let Kyle guess, guess these people. Or just pick. Say which one he'd or rather pick have. whatever. But then, then I'm going to go on and maybe try to I'll guess. Try, I'll try a little guessing yeah. game here. Next one. We got. Right. Yeah, go for sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, running backs. Player one is 133 attempts for 408 yards and three touchdowns. And player two, there's only two, uh, 139, 427 yards and one touchdown. This one's pretty close. It's kind of hard to pick. Oh, that's it? We're just doing A and B? No three options? This one's going to throw Keenan. 
Yep, is, A and B, is, A and B. Is, I only a, two, is, is a Derrick Henry? Nope. <laughs> Three touchdowns on the year. It's not Swift. Right? It's not Swift. Three touchdowns. Nope, not Swift. Ramondre. Nope. All right. These are rushing scores, by the way. I don't know about the receiving. Um, Out of those two players, which one would you rather have? 408 for three or 427 for one on a couple more carries? Um, Personally, I would take either. I mean, obviously you want the score more, but those are pretty comparable stats. Um, Reveal them. Reveal them. Hold on. Hey, we got got Keenan. He's going to guess. I think he guesses one. He's one not touchdown. getting the other one, though. I guarantee it. One touchdown. The one touchdown? Is it Tony Pollard? Nope. Okay. Don't guess the one um, touchdown. Don't get If you can get the first one, uh, I'll consider this one a success. Um, Give me about 10 seconds. Okay. This has been like a double TV timeout. I wanted to just quick fire <laughs> it. It's an injury, it's an injury fine. timeout. It's hard because we like to guess. <laughs> um, I've timeout. got Isaiah yeah. Pacheco. Nope. Okay, then I don't know. I'm so player one know. is Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Three rushing touchdowns. I believe he might have a receiving touchdown, so that could have thrown you off if you were looking at total no. touchdowns. But player two is the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. If you don't include... And Josh Jacobs has a down year. Yeah, exactly. They're having... So at first I had this as Devon A-Chain, but he has... 460 yards on like 38 touches. So like, of course you would have just taken him and he's got five touchdowns. I tweaked it to Jacobs, made it a little bit easier. I would have, I would have gotten a shame. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I just thought that was an interesting one. This next one's hundred percent going to throw you for a loop. Um, quarterback player one, 1330 yards and five touchdowns and player two, a thousand and twenty five yards and eight touchdowns. You can guess player one, but you will never guess player two. I guarantee it. Um, I'm not going to look at my list either. So 1,305 or 1,008, basically. 1,008? Is that Joshua Dobbs? No. That was my guess. 1,200. Actually, Joshua Dobbs at 1,201. Um, can you repeat those stats again, actually? Yep, player one is 1330 and five touchdowns, and player two is 1025 and eight touchdowns. Is player two just Jordan? try to guess player one? Don't is player two Jordan nope. Love? Jordan Love's no, Jordan Love's 11 touchdowns, eight picks this season. I'm oh my Keenan just did quarterback ranking, so this is like gonna it's gonna mess with them. Is it's it gonna piss is me it off. Ritter? <laughs> I'm going through like everything I just wrote down. Nope. Not, Not really. Ritter. Sam Howell's 13 to 8. Quickly, though, pick one. What, 1,305 or 1,008? Which one would you rather have? 1,008 okay. you'd rather have. Okay. Um, Can you guess player one? Thirteen hundred and five. I think you can get that one. I think so. If you just kind of like, like, there's plenty of QBs that are like around the two thousand mark. Um, so only like seven hundred mm-hmm. yards behind. Yeah. 
Well, I'm just I'm just looking right now. I can't. Oh my god, this is gonna piss me right off. It really is. Here's what I'll say: in your QB list, player one is bottom five. Yeah, I I figured. I I really figured because it's not Gardner Minshew. Nope. It's not Gardner Minshew. Jimmy G here has thrown seven touchdowns at eight picks. I'm trying not to look because I don't want to. Is it one Kenny Pickett? It's Kenny Pickett, number one. Who yeah, okay. who did you choose over him? You want to guess? What if I told um, you he, he's not a quarterback? Wait, that's thrown eight touchdowns this season? No, no, Drew he has eight it. touchdowns. Oh. <laughs> he's oh. a thousand twenty five and eight. Oh man. There's really crazy. only one answer, but it's it's a funny that stat is, to see. That is crazy. Okay. That would, that one threw me off because yeah. I, I was trying to. I was, I was looking like, who had that? No, that I didn't. I didn't want to say quarterbacks just so you could get like pinned there. But Tyreek Hill does have a thousand twenty-five receiving yards and eight receiving touchdowns eight touch- this year. Mm. Who yeah. he has Clever. contributed more to his offense than Kenny Pickett. So yes, no, absolutely, sure. absolutely. I I should have kind of quickly. Alrighty. Also, a thousand yards. Either you're injured or you're just bad at football through eight weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. You play sure. all of them too. Yeah. Alrighty, so we're back. Essentially, there's two quick things we're gonna run through. Um, I don't know. You, I'm not sure if you guys are prepared this, but you guys can easily answer this. Uh, pretty much pressure makes diamonds. So players going into this weekend that we feel are under the most pressure, and what we think that their outcome is gonna be if they're gonna live up to the pressure, or if they're gonna fold under the pressure. I'm gonna start. So my quarterback, I might doesn't have to be a quarterback, but my quarterback actually that I have this week is going to be Dak Prescott. I think that Dak Prescott going into this game has a lot of pressure on him because they lose this game, the one seed's kind of out the window, the division's kind out the window. Obviously, Philly has a tough schedule, and you never know it's the NFL, but this is a game that definitely could help propel them to the one seed winning the division and give them some confidence for beating a very good team. Cause obviously the quality team they played this year, they got smacked. And I do think that here going to, I have them winning 28, 24. And I think that Dak Prescott's going to have a good game. So I have Dak Prescott overcoming the pressure. You guys are next. Would you like to go Kyle? You know what? Yeah, I was gonna let you go, but you beat me to it. <clears throat> I still think that's insane, Kim. I don't think I don't think Dak outperforms Hurts and the Eagles. Um, but I see where you're coming from. Uh, the two quarterbacks. I mean, it doesn't have to be a quarterback, but the two players that happen to be quarterbacks that have the most pressure on them coming into this week. One is Josh Allen to me. They are in a weird spot. They. They're banged up, first of all. And they made a trade, right? They made a trade for a defensive back. Yeah. Yep, they got uh, Rasul yes. Douglas. That's right. Yes. I think, look, we all picked the Bengals to win. The Bengals are favored to win. I think the Bengals are definitely the better team when fully healthy. Um, but at the least, we need Josh Allen to like at least show us like he can still carry this team, which I believe he can. But we really need to see it this week. We're getting into the meat of the season. This is a big game. The last time they played, we know what happened with DeMar Hamlin. So, you know, 
I mean, technically we got the playoffs too, but the last regular season game, we didn't really get to see the ending. Um, so this is... And they got dog walked in the playoffs. Let's just also mention that too. The last time they actually played front to back, they got dog walked. So yeah. I just want to add that to you, Kyle. Like, yeah. yeah no, the, bang, the Bengals control that game. Um, so it's, I think it's big here for even if the Bills lose, just to have a good showing that they can compete on an elite level. I think the Bills still have the Chiefs at some point this year. Uh, they still have a few big games left. Um, so to me, he's a he's very much a show improved quarterback. Um, yep. Secondly, because I fucking have dementia all of a sudden. Let me see who else I had. Oh, Purdy's the other one. Purdy's coming off the in his very short career. He's got his worst his worst stretch of his career. This last three game stretch, and. Uh, they also have, I mean, wait, no, they got a fucking bye week, don't they? Yeah. Niners don't even play. Yeah, he would be, so I guess it's just Josh Allen then. So I, I guess Purdy will be my next week's one then. Because, yeah, I think Purdy's got a lot to prove going into his next game, but they don't even play this week. So, yeah, we'll stick with Josh Allen then yes. in my part. And he doesn't necessarily got to win. It's really just got to be a show and prove for him. He can't go out there and have two interceptions, uh, one touchdown, and the Bengals win by 10. That can't happen. If you're Josh Allen, so yeah, and then in general, yeah, preview for next Sunday, Purdy is on that list because I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think things could get interesting if he has a weird game. You know what I mean? If he doesn't perform, I think things could just get interesting. I think you'll hear Darnold murmurs there in uh, in certain parts of the fan base, and then maybe just you know in the media and around the league. I don't necessarily know or think that's the right move, but they lose four straight or if Purdy wins and they kind of just win in spite of him, I think it could get awkward over there for sure. Mm-hmm. Keenan, who was yours? Dak Prescott. Okay. Thank you. Mine. Are we doing multiple ones? You want me to just do one? I could go back just to go back. one. All right. For my, or you can have them back to back if you want. Do eight. If you have eight. Sure. <laughs> We're going to have a ton of diamonds. By default, you, you can't bring eight and then not get at least a couple. Um, for me, the biggest one is Jordan Love. He started out the season, the first month of football, he looked good. I think he had seven touchdowns to one pick. And these last four weeks, he's had four touchdowns to like five picks. He's just completely turned around. This Jordan Love, you got to think that at some point, the Packers organization looked at him and said, yeah, we can trade Aaron Rodgers and be okay. Um so he needs to start playing a little bit better, at least keeping him. Be a game manager if you have to, but you got to win some games. Looking at their schedule coming up, they do have a bunch of winnable games. I could see them going 4-2 and two over these next six weeks. They got uh, at or the Rams, Chargers, Chiefs, Steelers, Lions, and Giants. I think they probably lose to the Lions again, and they probably lose to the Chiefs, but all four of those other games are winnable. Um, and if he starts playing well, maybe those other two are too, uh, but I don't know. To me, he just hasn't really lived up to the expectation uh, that he would be okay to take over the reins afterwards. So, Can I add another one? If you want me to go again, I'll yeah. go right again. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Go ahead. No, no, my fault. I forgot Tim had more. Back to back. Hopefully I'm not taking the one Kyle just came up with. I got Geno Smith. Uh, he looked really well last year, way better than anybody believed, and it took a slow start, but he got there through for – over 4,000 yards, and I think he was right around 30 touchdowns. 
it just doesn't seem like this offense is that offense that could put up 25 to 30 points every week. Like we see them winning and they are in a good spot right now, but the QB play from Gino just hasn't looked like what it has been. And I know he did get hurt against New York, uh, but from for me, I was expecting a little bit more from him. Um, and he definitely is in a situation where if he has another season like he did last year and he just finishes this one out, getting close to that, he definitely looks like pressure made diamonds. I mean, he was a backup quarterback that didn't pan out in New York, didn't get a shot for a few years, and then completely turned it around. So I want mm-hmm. to see him succeed. Yep. Kyle, you? First of all, I completely agree with everything Tim just said. That's it's a really good one because Gino hasn't played as well this year. Granted, we still got a lot of season left, uh, and he's preaching to the choir. Y'all had him in the Super Bowl. Um, I picked Metcalf first in part because I thought Gino was going to have a huge year. Picked D- DK first in the fantasy draft famously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he they're still winning. Like they're, I mean, like we said, they are at the top of the division right now. They still got two games left for San Francisco. Uh, they're in a good spot without Gino playing his best ball. So he's definitely got a lot to prove. I mean, if he, for some reason, kind of shit the bed down the stretch, that would be terrible. That's like worst case scenario for the Seahawks. Um, my pivot here, though, who else I would have in the pressure makes diamonds. I kind of alluded to this in the game picks, though, is uh, Mahomes. If the Chiefs come out of here looking not great, especially like another game like against the Broncos. Granted, Mahomes was sick, right? He had like some sort of stomach issue or something. Who knows? But in general, I mean, the Broncos had him running for his life. Like they they had a good game plan. Uh, that Broncos teams looked really much better. The defense, especially since the 70-point uh, allowance to the, <laughs> to the Dolphins offense. Uh, but again, if Mahomes just, if they don't look right, if they look off rhythm or if they look like if it's Kelsey or Bust, I think you'll start hearing whispers in the media. Not that that makes any difference, but, you know, people start talking like, all right, what's really going on here with the Chiefs? Yeah, they got a good record, but, you know, how are they going to fare? Because they have some big games down the stretch against really good teams. Uh, they Do they even have a – they got a Super Bowl rematch, right? They got the Eagles at yeah, some point. Yeah, they have a Super Bowl rematch. They have the, they Bengals, the Bengals. They have the Bills. They, yeah. Yeah, so, they, I mean, we could live in a world. I would not be – Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins. Jesus, yeah, this Sunday. So – I mean, it wouldn't be terribly unsurprising to see them with, you know, five or six losses here late in the season. I mean, I think we'd all be surprised. But, again, I just haven't liked how their offense looks. I don't like that receiving core. Uh, They just seem very much Kelsey or bust. I mean, Keen, you'll know this, uh, how the Pats looked when ever Gronk would go out. You know what I mean? They just, like, have to fish for yards kind of Mm -hmm. thing. It seems like they're at the place with Kelsey. Absolutely. And I got, I got one more, um, too. And then we can kind of go into what our Monday morning headline would be, and then we'll close it out. But I've actually got Lamar Jackson. And the reason why I've got Lamar Jackson is for a couple reasons. One, when we're bringing up the best quarterback, obviously in the league, we talk Mahomes, we talk Joe Burrow, we talk Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson out of those three, Mahomes and Jackson, we won with MVPs. Lamar won his unanimously. Lamar has been Lamar has the capabilities of being easily in that conversation. But sometimes he plays and weaves his way in and out of them. It's not the winning percentage because he wins a lot. It's the fact that he hasn't got it done as much in the playoffs. And sometimes his regular season can go up and down. With a win here, 
And I think with him being more dominant, I think him getting back into like there's a chance he could win MVP this season. If he wins two MVPs, that like he can put himself in a different stratosphere. A lot of these quarterbacks can, which is why a lot of these people every week have pressure, obviously. That's one. And two, we all think the Bengals are winning this week. That puts them at five and three. They can lose to the Seahawks this week. That would put them at six and three. Next week, they play the Browns. That's not an easy game. Next week, the Bengals play the Texans. So you could easily go into that game with the Bengals being one game down from them, and then they play. So it's Tex- It's uh, this week, Texans, Ravens, Bengals. They're not guaranteed to have the one seat at the division lead in a month. So every game that you can win is count. And with the Seahawks having to go to you, I think it's a winnable game that Lamar needs to show up for and show why he is Lamar Action Jack. You're completely right, and I hear what you're saying. But when you were describing all this, all I could think was mm-hmm. how we kind of we let Justin Herbert skate by these kind of conversations. I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, you know what? I'm like, everything he just, everything he just said to Lamar. And I get what you're saying, because Lamar, especially the last two years, got injured right before the postseason, wasn't able to play. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, with the MVP, he's pretty proven. Like, again, it's been three years since we've seen him in the playoffs, and, you know, we'd like to see him perform better. But, like, Herbert, I feel like we just throw him into that elite conversation, and then we just kind of, you know, we'll blame Staley without even, like, like at least with Lamar, we see some game-winning drives here and there in the regular season. Herbert, it seems like we have to literally like pry it out of him. So, and I just think it's funny. He just skates by all of us. I don't, again, I don't really pay attention to national media, but like even podcasts, like it just seems like Herbert kind of skates under the rug with all that shit. So it's interesting. The to me only, only platform I ever hear Justin Herbert really talk about in a weird, like in like an actual bad light where he should be is speak. And that's with like Joy Taylor, LaShawn McCoy, Emmanuel Acho, and James Jones. It's the only one I've ever heard like, because they've had a lot of Tua versus Justin Herbert like con- like debates, which is actually interesting because those are that's the conference he's in, and they're like, well, late in games, Justin Herbert hasn't come through, but you don't hear that really anywhere else. Everyone else is like, it's like, oh no, that's a really talented guy who has a bad coach. It's pretty much what they chalk it up to. But no, it's Justin Herbert's definitely in there too. But yeah. So, what are your guys' Monday morning headlines? I'll start just because Timmy, I want you to start. Or go, no, Kyle, start. No, Kyle, 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 start. Kyle, start. Kyle, start. Go. Yeah, I was just gonna say I'm just gonna start because I kind of alluded to it when we were doing our picks. Uh, I got the Ravens winning. I got the Chiefs losing, and I kind of just alluded to it in the one before on the pressure makes diamonds. You know, I think we'll kind of be talking about what's wrong with the Chiefs, but also in that hand, we'll be talking about hey, the Ravens look like the real deal here. They're on a bit of a win streak. Lamar's playing well. Are they the team to beat coming out of the AFC? So I think we'll be talking about the Ravens, sidebar also the Chiefs, and the downslide. So, yeah, I've kind of alluded to both already, mm-hmm. but I think that's what the Monday conversation will be. If not, it could be, uh, is Clayton Tune a franchise quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> is Clayton in tune to be a franchise guy? Sorry. Timmy, you're good. I am going to go with it back to back. It hit it. I said Tuesday morning headline. It was a Wednesday 
but the first coach of the year did get fired last week. I think we're going to see it again. Brandon Staley, they're losing this week, and that's where they're calling it quits. Back to back. Okay. And so mine, I agree with Kyle. I think they're going to be talking about the Ravens, but I have the Cowboys winning, and we know what national media does with the Cowboys. Are the Dallas Cowboys the Super Bowl favorites? It's the Monday morning headline. The answer is no. And I can't wait because there's going to be – Skip is going to say yes. Michael Irvin's going to come out and say yes. Other people are going to come out and be like, the Cowboys have proven themselves, and they're going to fall. Like, I don't think they're getting to the Super Bowl. I don't know. I don't think they're getting to the NFC Championship game. And that's not me hiding anything. That was my preseason prediction. But, any, but anyways. I was funny you mentioned Skip because, like, I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday, and I just seen Skip tweet – Next on Undisputed, we got Young Money coming up, and I'm like, yeah, it's time for them to pack it up. They got to get that show the fuck out. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you, like what? Who Mac Main? Like, I seen they had Mac Main on there once. Like, why is Mac Main on there talking Undisputed? Like, he's just doing yeah, no, Lil Wayne a bunch of favors. And like, they just need to get that show the fuck off the air. No, Undisputed has been like they're cycling through Keyshawn Johnson, Michael Irvin, Rachel Nichols, Richard Sherman, Lil Wayne. They're throwing like it's literally just like a jambalaya of people going in with Skip. Um, the first, the best debate show back and forth right now on FS1 is First Things First for sure. That's like, what I've heard. I'm, honestly, it's not really close. It's not close. I think Kevin Wilds ties that entire thing together. You have Nick, who's kind of Skip Bayless esque in the sense of like he does have those stand like stand takes where he kind of like obviously kind of outlandish, but he backs it up with more fact than Skip does. And then you have Chris Broussard, who is Chris Broussard. And then you have Kevin Wilds, who is the joy guy who kind of just makes things funny. Like he actually, like he adds like legitimate humor and fun into the show. So he really has it all together. It's easily the best show on FS1 I, for debate. I mean, the herd's also very, it's good. Colin's been doing that forever. Though. I will say, like you mentioned months back, that for some reason he calls Chet Holmgren Chet Mahomgren. And like anytime I see Chet Holmgren's yeah. name now, <laughs> I like I can't even like not say Chet Mahomegrin in my mind anytime I see his name now. Like it, it fits better than Chet Holmgren. Yeah. Chet Mahomegrin. So it does. He just it no, he's funny. Like uh before they do like Brood has an under duress thing, basically like three people who are like who has pressure on him essentially. Before that he reads like fan mail where they just that he creates and just does like funny bits with it. Like he adds humor into the show. Like some of them are like legitimately just like hilarious of what he's doing. Like they, and they look like they're just having a genuinely fun time. Like if you remember the end of undisputed with Shannon and skip, they were just Shannon just like, it looked like he hated his life and skip was looked like everything Shannon said he was pissed off about. Like they didn't look like they were having fun at all which is why I'm glad they ended up breaking up and Shannon's doing much better on first take right now. So good for him. I've heard a lot of people say they don't really like Shannon on first take. Like they said he had better chemistry with Skip than they do than he does with Stephen A. I think so here's the thing. I think that he's more he, there's more joy for Shannon right now, which is why I like he also like he's in his like he has a podcast with Chad uh Johnson, Chad Ocho. So, like, that's actually going well, like, nightclub, they call it. So, he's doing well there. He always has this club, Shay Shay, where he does his thing. So, he's really killing it there. I think the thing that people don't probably like is the fact that on 
first take, it's Stephen A's show, and they do filter in more people. So instead of an undisputed, an A block goes 25 minutes, Shannon talks for 12. So he gets like all of his points out. He's on first take, and A block might be 15, 16, because they split it up a little bit differently. And he might talk for four. So I think that might be it. People don't really have as much time to talk on first take because it is a shorter show. It's two instead of two and a half and a half an hour, especially when you have to split it between multiple people does change the dynamic. Well, guys, this was the Warner Brothers podcast. Um, Follow us, Instagram, Warner Brothers podcast, TikTok, Warner Brothers podcast. Uh, YouTube, Warner Brothers Podcast there. You can catch us on Live Take, Kyle Castro, me, Keenan Warner, everything Warner Brothers Podcast, all streaming platforms. Timmy, thank you again, of course. This is great. Kyle, of course. Thank you to everyone listening and watching. Timmy G. Tim, no, we don't want him benched, so we're not calling him Timmy G. Um, <laughs> thank you for everyone who's watching. Thank you for everyone who subscribes, views, however you're going to get the pod. We appreciate all the love and support. And with that being said, we're out.